You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. This is Lindsay Hinson, and you're listening to Profiles in CRM. Welcome to Profiles in CRM, episode 55. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM ask CRM professionals nine simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. All right, we're here on Profiles, and here's the first question. What is your name, and who do you work for? My name is Lindsay Henson, and um, I'm currently in grad school now, but um, I worked for a small environmental consulting firm um, doing mostly cell phone towers. Okay. And what's the highest degree you've earned? I mean, prior to graduate school. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Sure. Um, A BA in anthropology. Okay. And I assume you're in school for a master's degree, or are you you going all the way to the top? Just a master's degree currently. I probably won't pursue a PhD. Okay. That's what everybody says. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how long, uh, when you were working in CRM, how long did you work in CRM? Uh, for about five years um, after um, undergrad um, and then uh, before I came back to grad school. Okay. And what states did you work in while you were in CRM? Um, mostly in the Southeast. So Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, primarily. Um, but also um, in, um, let's see, Oregon, Montana, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, uh, Kentucky, and probably the coolest place was Alaska. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And when you were in CRM, what, what is the position that you usually held by the time you, uh, at the end of that time span? And uh, what is the highest position you ever held? This just means like field tech, project manager type stuff. Okay, sure. Um, Well, I started off as um, a cultural resource specialist was kind of like a general term for just me having wearing many hats within the company since it was a small business. Um, So that ranged from anything from like administrative tasks like uh, the mail to um, tribal consultation report writing. Mm -hmm. And as time passed, I kind of took on more responsibility. And um, by the end of my five years, I was doing the project management from um, start to finish. So a lot of learning during that time period. (laughs) Yeah, that's one nice thing about working for a small firm, you kind of blur the lines of what your job responsibilities are, and you can do lots of stuff. Yes, yeah, exactly. Nice. Mm All right. So what is the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist? And that can be uh, personal, professional, or whatever whatever you think that is. Well, I guess from a, a personal aspect, it's it's just kind of nice to realize my dream in archaeology, um, since I've always wanted to be an archaeologist ever since I was a little girl. Um, but also from like a professional standpoint, um, being able to work in so many different places and work with so many different people, um, that's opened up many opportunities for me to learn and grow um, in a way that I would have never thought that I could grow and could become. Um, so there's a lot of potential potential in that, um, which I think is a really great thing. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Uh, and what is the biggest thing that you would change that would make being a CRM archaeologist better? Okay. Um, well... With this question um, and 
currently being in an academic setting, I really wish that CRM could be more research-based, like in terms of um, like a hypothesis, a research question kind of a deal, um, as opposed to just driven primarily um, by like kind of budget and timeline. Um, and obviously each project is different. Um, no project is the same. Um, but I would just like more um, research-based kind of environment within the CRM world. And then I also think that academic archaeology can benefit from a lot of the practices within um, the CRM world. And combining those two, we're kind of merging a little bit more, um, I think could benefit everyone all around. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I've, I've had other people say um, somewhat similar things, but <clears throat> I've always thought that mm -hmm. this divide between CRM and academic archaeology is totally ridiculous, and there's things they can learn mm -hmm. from each other. So, Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right, what is your career goal in CRM? If you have one, are you coming back to CRM when you get your master's? Um, yeah, I would really like to um, do more hands-on project management um, kind of like I was doing before, um, but maybe on a more larger scale would be nice. Um, kind of continue my learning down that path and growing. Um, but then I'd also really like to get into um, more like a archaeological collections based, like a curator type of job. Um, primarily because um, some of the most of those jobs kind of lend to a more research-based environment. Um, and I would really enjoy doing more research-based projects as opposed to um, the more CRM type things. I'm, I guess within my career, I'm trying to merge both CRM and academic archeology span with the direction that I'm going in from here. Um, but I, I know that will be um, a task in itself. So I don't right. know how that will pan out. But um, those are my hopes and kind of my goals um, career-wise. And I think that'll propel me forward in the direction that I need to go. So it's kind of go with the flow type of thing as long as my goals and my um, values, I guess, <laughs> that's a value, um, are, are um, fulfilled. All right, so final question. If you could give an undergrad thinking about a career in CRM one piece of advice, what would it be? That would definitely be um, developing and cultivating all of your professional connections that you have, uh, whether it be like your teachers in school, colleagues, acquaintances, get out there, meet people in the field, talk to people, start developing dialogue, because you can learn so much from so many different people and use that to uh, um, your benefit and always grow with, with that advice that you get. Because um, archaeology is, is such a small world and people know who's doing good work and who's doing not so good work. <laughs> um, and that word will spread. And um, yeah, if they, if they want to hire you, they will. <laughs> Show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the Archaeology Podcast Network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles. At that page, you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show. 
Interviews take less than 30 minutes, and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the field. This show is produced by Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle, and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.